Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. I've built a multiple six-figure business on social media and have mentored now thousands of women across multiple industries on how to do the same. If you're ready to drop the excuses, learn all the juicy secrets, and step fully into the six-figure and beyond boss that you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I am so happy you are here. Today, I am going to be answering your questions. So last week, was last week? Yes, it was last week. I asked you to give me some podcast topic ideas and y'all delivered. And a lot of them, uh, I, I felt like would be better just to answer one off versus like dedicating a whole episode to. Some of them for sure will be made into full episodes, but today I'm kind of feeling the vibe of um, of going through a few of these and answering one by one because those are fun and you guys tend to enjoy those. So let's get started. So the first question that we're going to tackle today is how to start and scale an online coaching business from scratch with what you know now. And I believe she's referring to like, like if I were to do it again, how would I start and scale an online coaching business from scratch? This is a really good question. So to scale a business, that means that you are able to make money um, without like get kind of like a set and forget it vibe, you know, like a one to many um, automated. It, it doesn't take your hands in it, right? Like, like, again, you set it and you walk away, it generates sales for you. And that's that. So really... If I were to do this again and I wanted to scale, like purely scale my business, there might be a couple of things that I would do. So one way that you can do this is by creating a funnel, right? Like you could create a freebie that flows into maybe like a lower ticket offer that flows into a higher ticket offer. So a freebie is obviously free but then maybe a lower ticket offer could be like a smaller program. And then a higher ticket offer could be maybe a more robust program, all of which you would pre-record, right? Or it would be already recorded by the time you go to scale it. So you have this set up to where it kind of flows nicely and then you can run ads to this funnel. So you would run ads promoting the freebie and then once people get into the freebie, then they're they're inserted or opted into an automation that then by a specific amount of time sells them on the lower ticket offer. And then after that, they can flow into a higher ticket offer. You can also just do this just with one offer, like a higher ticket or a lower ticket offer or mid ticket or whatever. Um, but that's like scale, scale right? Like again, it's, it's pre-recorded. It's done. You set the ads, you add money to the ads and you walk away and it's generating money 
without you. So that's one way that you can do it. I personally, I have done ads before and they worked. They worked. They were profitable, but not profitable enough to where for me, it was worth the work. Like they wore me out because I was creating all the content for it. I did have somebody helping me with ads, which was really nice, but it just wasn't for me personally. It it felt for lack of better term, like, like it felt so masculine. And so it just did not feel like the vibe for me. It just didn't. Um, and it felt like it was so much work for so little, um, of, of a game, you know? Um, I feel like if it was a bigger game, I could have been like, okay. And, and also I know for a fact, if I had done it longer, because with ads, a lot of cases, you have to test them out. You have to get a feel for the right audience. You have to find the right ad set that actually converts for you. And then you double down, triple down, quadruple down on that ad set. So I have no doubt with, especially um, the ad guy that I was working with most recently, I know for a fact that if we would have continued to pursue the ad route, it would have been great. I just like any time I went to sit down and work on it, it felt like a part of my soul was dying (laughs) straight up. So that's one way to do it. It's not the way that I would do it, which I know you asked like with what I know now. So I know that that's one way to do it. It's just not how I would do it. Um, If I were to start from scratch and scale, what I would do is I would plan on doing a membership model because that model to me is super attractive in terms of scaling a business. So what this looks like is, and this isn't the only way to do a membership model, but like the way that I plan on doing this in 2023 is I have a library of my programs that I've been building on, right? It's something that I've been doing proactively this year is like adding on as many programs as I can. And then in 2023, there's going to be a membership that you can sign up for and get access to all of my programs, plus anything new that I put out while you're in that member group. So yeah, I I think like if I were starting from scratch, I would have started earlier creating more of these smaller programs and letting them stack to get to this membership model sooner. Um, Because the idea is now you have all of these programs, right? You launch them one time, which is great because you get cash infusions every time you launch, but then they go into a library and they're evergreen. And then you get to essentially sell them again via the membership, right? So you would do like a six month or a 12 month um, commitment for the membership. And again, the vibe is if, if you join this for a year, Um, You get access to all of my current programs plus anything that I put out during the year. And it's a pretty sexy monthly commitment or pay in full. Um, So anybody that wants, that, that like loves your programs and would want to buy them all, it actually would make more sense and be more cost effective for them to get into the membership model. So 
that to me is way sexier and what like it feels a lot more fun than going the ad route personally there are other things that you can add into the membership as well right like you could add like monthly coaching or hot seats or something like that i probably will not be doing that because i want it to be scaled um so again like imagine i could have i could have 10 people in this group i could have a thousand people in this group and it's the same amount of output for me. I just continue to make and launch programs like I'm normally going to do, but members keep stacking in this membership. And again, it doesn't matter how many are there. It's the same amount of work for me. So that that's how I would do it. That's how I am planning on doing it come 2023, which is very exciting. So get ready for that. Yeah. Great question. Okay. On to the next one. So this one is, she said, I loved your pricing episode, but I would love to hear more about pricing for transformation. And I'm so glad that she asked this uh, because if I did not cover that, which I guess I didn't in that episode, I certainly meant to. So there, there's totally such thing as pricing for transformation, which means that you could have two programs that are the exact same in length and time and in the amount of time it took you to deliver it. Um, like they side by side, they look exactly the same uh, in terms of like what's like physically offered or literally offered in there. Again, in terms of like, okay, this has three modules and this one has three modules. But the, the, the difference in the two is the transformation, right? One provides one transformation, the other provides another transformation. And to me, that 100% factors into how I price an offer. So a perfect example of this is stories that sell and vibes, okay? So currently, both of these are in my library, in my Kajabi, and you can get instantly. You can buy vibes, instant download, all the trainings, you can buy stories that sell. I don't know how many, how many uh, modules each has, but I will say like, yeah, they're both evergreen programs that you can buy instantly. However, the price points are very different. I cannot remember what stories that sell is. Um, I think it's five, 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 maybe four, four, four. Um, but I do know that Vibes is 11.11. And the reason why there is such a big difference in that price point is because the level of transformation. Because in Vibes, I am teaching you how to literally create a coaching business. I am teaching you how to take your ideas and, and get your creative juices flowing, get them onto paper, take those ideas and and make them essentially into your your business and your mission create an offer suite how to create these offers different levels of offers how to price them how to literally put them out into the world you know how to make like paypal links and and uh like where to physically sell them and all the things and then how to market and launch them like that is a robust program. If you take vibes, you could essentially like 
make create a, a million dollar business from what I teach in vibes. Easy, easy. Stories that sell also about selling, right? So if you know how to sell in your stories, and this is what I've done myself, right? Like how I actually sold stories that sell is I said, Hey, I'm going to teach you the process that's made me over a million dollars since 2020. You know? So like, if you know how to sell in your stories, this too can also generate like an insane amount of money. But to me, the information I'm sharing, like to me, there's a big difference in like teaching you my story selling strategy and then like teaching you how to like literally build a business essentially. You know, there, there's a big difference in those two transformations. Thus they're priced differently. So that's kind of how I feel it out personally. And this is why sometimes you will see people selling programs that are short in, in time length, but the price is really high because that level of transformation. And this is why it's so important to not equate your time with money, right? Just because I can teach you something really profound and really impactful in four hours doesn't mean that I should charge less than somebody who does it in three months. Like, wouldn't you want to learn it faster? Doesn't that actually make it more valuable if I can teach it to you faster? So this whole like time equals money or money equals, you know, like that whole like breakup of hours, it's just not, it doesn't work when you're creating offers. So that is how I go about pricing or one of the ways that I go about pricing. And if you want to hear more on how I price my offers, you can go listen to the pricing episode um, episode ooh, 172, I think. But anyway, you'll see like the title is pricing like a boss or something. Okay. The next question is, I want to coach, but I don't know on what, how do I start? So there are a couple ways to do this. Number one, you can start where you are. There is something that you can teach, that you already know how to do right now. This may not be your passion per se. However, it's a start. So this is how I got started. I started my business. My very first business was managing social media for other clients. And it was successful, but I got super burnout and I didn't like it anymore. I got super bored and burnout. So I essentially decided, okay, I want to start teaching this. I want to start like coaching on this. I could totally do it. But my only skill, the only thing I knew how to do was social media. Like that's all I could bring to the table. I would have loved to do something else. You know, I would love to be like a business coach, but I didn't know how to teach how to run a business. That's not what, that's not the skills that I had yet. Over time, as I grew my social media coaching business, I was learning how to, in real time, grow a business. Thus, now I coach on and mentor on building online businesses because I figured out how to do it myself really well. But that's not where I could get started. So I started where I was. And I totally had the thought, like, I don't want to be the social media guru. I don't want to typecast myself as this. I don't want to be known as only this. 
And I was concerned that I would be stuck and pigeonholed there. But luckily, I didn't let that deter me because yes, was there a period of time where that's how people viewed me? A hundred percent. But as I continued to grow and shift my brand, so did my audience. So did the way that people uh, looked at me because I was also shifting my content. I was also shifting my message. So that is personally how I got started. So that's one way that you can do it is just start where you are and trust that over time you are going to evolve. It's like a stepping stone that leads you to the next step. You have to take the first step. So that's one way. Another way you can do it is if there's not something that's coming to mind where you're like, I like literally I bring no skills to the table or just the thing that you could do, you really, I mean, like negative interest in teaching it. So fine. So another thing you could do is you could go and get certified in something else, right? You can go and learn another skill. So let's say you want to be a life coach. So you could go get certified in life coaching, learn how to do it, learn a method, and then go and start a business. If you want to be a dietitian, right? Something like that, that you don't have in, I mean, some of these things like you have to get certified in, like if you're going to give nutritional advice, we need a certification because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's illegal to not have one. So in that case, you would go become certified or licensed and then start your business that way. So that's how I would navigate that. The next question is how you embody your highest self on the regular to remain a match for abundance. So this is kind of like a continuous check of your energy, right? This is having like a very powerful, consistent self-awareness. So to me, your highest self is somebody who is you in the future, um, who, who has an access to that next level knowledge, right? That next level energy. She is, is like that best version of you. What does she know? How does she think? How does she move? So I think the first piece here is getting clear on this. If you had to define what your highest self was or who this person, this version of you is, then I would get super clear on that. I would write that down. And then how do you move through life operating from that place? So it's simply like in acting as if as often as possible. A continuous check-in as you're making moves, as you're moving through your life, as you're doing the mundane things and the hard things, what would your highest self do in this situation? How would she respond to this? How would she handle this situation? Because over time, the more that you operate from that frequency, the more that you become that frequency, that's you embodying that frequency. So it's simply practice. So for some of us, this is going to be easier than others because you're you're basically breaking the older habit of the habit of being your older self, you know? So it's not making like your current self wrong or not appreciating currently where you're at. 
but it's understanding that we all grow and evolve and you're going to change anyway. So if you were to change or evolve faster, what would this look like? And how can you continuously show up as that person day to day? Now, as far as remaining a match for abundance, like I just posted in my stories the other day, you cannot create abundance from a place of lack. And I would assume your highest self doesn't make decisions from places of lack, right? She doesn't fear the worst case scenario. Um, She's mindful of it. She's aware. She doesn't make uh, rash decisions. And, you know, she's not irresponsible by any means, but she understands that when it comes to any future possibility, anything's possible, right? All of the best case scenarios are possible and all of the worst case scenarios are possible. So when you're creating from a place of abundance, you're creating from a place of those best case scenarios. You're going to take all into account. You know, you're not like head in the sand being ignorant about it, but you're saying, yes, this is possible. This is possible. Which do I choose to focus on? Which do I choose to create from? This decision that I'm wanting to make right now, is it from a place of trust and faith or is it from a place of fear? And I think checking in with that is one of the best things that you can do, especially when you're wanting to create more, quote, abundance in your life and also being a match for that, right? Like how do you operate in your own life? Not saying you know, you have to go out and spend a bunch of money that you don't have, but with the money that you have, with what you do, um, with with your current space, it it has actually like, you know, let's, let's leave money out of the equation. The current things that you have now, how do you feel about them? How do you look at them? Do you have gratitude for it? Do you know that like, this is serving you now? And you look at it from such a place, like, I'm so thankful for where I am now. And I'm so excited for what's to come. Like that is such an abundant mindset and attitude. And again, the more that you can stay in that vibe, the more that you are nailing this. The next question is, how do I figure out what my thing is? So this kind of goes back to the question of like, I want to coach, but I don't know on what. Um, Because to me, your thing is like what you want to be known for, what you want your brand to be around. So the way that I, again, it's, it's kind of similar to how I answered the first question in the sense that like, there's a couple ways that you can go around it. You can first say, okay, I'm going to start with where I am. What do I know how to do well? Really? What do I know how to do well right now? And, and starting there and knowing that in that process, you you're going to continue to learn more you're, you're going to get more, um, information, more feedback. So you start there, uh, and trust that like, that's going to grow over time. Or what I would ask is like, if I could be known for anything, anything, if I could like write my future and be the go-to person for blank, what would that be? Okay. And, and, and write that down, like allow that, like that, that'd be such a cool journal prompt. And then when the thoughts come up, 
which they will of like, well, who am I to do that? How would I do that? Would that even work? Da, 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 da. All these like, you know, scarcity type thoughts or, you know, simply your brain trying to keep you safe. When those come up, just put them to the side for now. It doesn't matter. Like let whatever comes out, comes out because that's your thing, right? Like that's ultimately what you want to be known for. Now I'll, I will say this for myself, this, for my own personal brand, number one, it continues to evolve for me. But number two, I didn't know what that was right out the gate. Even when I would ask myself, like, what do I want to be known for? It was almost as if like I had a mind block, you know, it was like, I I don't know, you know, this is what I know how to do. This is what people know me for now. But do I want this to be my legacy? Not really. I don't know what my legacy is. But as I continue to do what I do, right? Like what I normally do, which at the time it looked like first teaching people how to use their social media and grow businesses via social media, and then shifting into more online business coaching, mentorship strategy, that kind of vibe. As I continue just to literally put one foot in front of the other and continue to take steps forward as I continue to grow, my own brand message, my own, um, like what my quote thing and what I want to be known for finally dropped in organically. And it dropped in because I was ready for it because I kind of became, or I was becoming and am becoming a match for this thing. So if you were to ask me right now, what my thing is, what I would say is very different right now than what I said would have said maybe three months ago or four months ago. So if you had asked me four months ago, I would have said, I, I, my thing is I'm here to help women build six and multi six figure businesses, like big businesses online. But if you were to ask me now, I would say my thing is to show women and help women have do and be it all. Like whatever your version of all is, that's what I'm here to do, to be the example of the woman who can do that. And I'm really freaking good at like, if your thing is, is a business, I can help you do a business online, you know, like, like that's, and also I would say to like helping women grow businesses that they're obsessed with, not just businesses that work not just businesses that make money, but businesses that they are like madly in love with. That is like my thing. And also showing women that they can be, do and have it all. But I didn't know that, right? This is something that like, it just dropped. It just dropped. And I think it it was all divine timing. I simply wasn't ready for it a couple of months ago, but I am now. So there has to be a level of trust here. There has to be a level of, if something's not coming through yet, knowing that like at some point it will, you know, you're not gonna, you're not here to not have a thing. You're gonna figure out what your thing is. However, I do believe that there, that clarity comes from action. I never would have figured this out had I not continued to show it faithfully in doing what I know how to do now. So if this, if you do that journal prompt and nothing's coming through, then start with where you are 
and just have a deep faith in knowing that it's going to come to you. As you continue to show up, it will come to you. The next question is, when can I start my own mastermind and all of the deets related to that? So to me, you are ready to start a mastermind when you have a certain level of influence, right? When there, when there are going to be a certain level of people that want to learn from you. Yeah, a certain level of people that want to learn from you, right? So if you're brand new to growing your brand and people don't know you from Adam, then how would they really know that they want to be in a mastermind with you? You know, like typically a mastermind is like, that I I look up to this person in some way. This person has done something that I want to do. Thus, I want to be in a close container with them in, in like a group level. So when is this the right time? It's not like you can't say, right? It's It really is so different for everybody because you might have an existing brand and you could put something out now and it books out like nobody's business. Um, you could have an existing brand, but maybe you just shifted your brand message. So people are a little confused and they're not ready, whatever. So my point in saying that is, if you're feeling the call to put out a mastermind now, why not test it? Why not test it? Honestly, like what, what could it hurt? Because you're really not going to know until you throw it out there. There's no way to know if you are ready to do this or if you, well, you should know if you're ready. So I feel like if you, if you have the desire to do a mastermind, great. But I would definitely maybe do like a smaller amount of time, maybe like a three month commitment so that you can fill it out and test it out versus like a 12 month right out the gate. No. Um, so it sounds like you're ready, but there's no way to know if your audience is going to be warm enough until you throw it out to them and you give it like a really good solid launch. That's going to tell you a lot that you need to know right there. So my thing is, is kind of feel it out based on what I just said. And if you have the desire to put out a mastermind, great. So what I did, um, and here's another way to think about it, like because it's such like an arbitrary thing. Like, how do you know when you have a certain level of influence that people want to, the people want to be in that container with you? You really don't until you launch it. So I should have just said that first, but I will say like, I launched a mastermind in the very beginning of my business in 2019. Okay. So I launched my business, this current one that I have now at the end of 2018. And then in the beginning of 2019, I launched my first mastermind. And honestly, I was pretty pleasantly surprised. I got like, I think three people to start, which, you know, I was hoping like for like 10, but three people to start. And then it, it like grew over time. But something that helped me is it was a focused mastermind. I was teaching something very specific, right? So I was saying, hey, 
this, when you join this mastermind, this is what we're going to be talking about. This is what you're going to be learning. So it was very tangible when you were, if you were considering getting in this mastermind, there was a very tangible transformation that helped you. So if you really didn't know me, if you, you knew I was newer to business, but you really didn't know my track record, I was sitting here promising this certain level of transformation. So it helped me to get women in the group because they could see like, oh, I need that. I would love that transformation. So I'm going to give this a go. And three of my very warm audience members joined, which was super cool. And then again, like it was, I kept it rolling. Like I kept launching it and three then turned into five, then turned into 10. Then at one point, I think we had like 20 something in that first mastermind months later. I mean, I'm talking like six months later, but yeah, you don't know until you test it. So when can you start your own mastermind? I'd say, I mean, there's no right or wrong answer. I would just fill it out. Do you feel ready? And then I would test it out. And then as your influence grows, then it can grow to like a more general mastermind, you know? So like my mastermind now is for women simply who are growing their own business and they know what I've done. So they want to be in a mastermind with other women who are also doing it and have my, my guidance along the way. So it's a lot more general because now I, I have like a reputation and you know, my results have grown my results. So it's easier to hold that level of like that more general of a mastermind versus in the beginning, it was a lot easier to do a more focused mastermind. Okay. I think I want to answer one more in this episode and then we'll do another Q and a episode. So which one am I going to do? Uh, Okay. This is, Ooh, this is a really good one. Who do I need to become to attract clients who pay premium prices? This is such a good question. So you got to be a match for that. So who do you need to become to attract clients who pay premium prices? So for me, the way that I have done this myself and the way that I see this is, and and people are going to have different views on this. But the number one thing is that you need to be able to hold your own prices. You need to be able to energetically back your own prices. So if you want to attract in people to pay premium prices, then you are setting premium prices. Do you feel that you bring that level of value to the table? And can you back that with your energy and your confidence? So that's the number one thing. Because I could sit here all day long and say, yes, to work with me for a month, it is $50,000 for a month because I want to be a luxury brand and I want to charge premium prices. So, okay, 30 days, $50,000. But I, I would not be able to like, like genuinely send that to somebody and hold that is what I teach. Do I feel like I could give $50,000 worth of value in a month? Absolutely. I really do. (laughs) What I'm teaching here, like you can take and, and 
tenfold, a hundredfold. That that's not the issue. But I'm not at that level yet in my heart. I'm not there yet. Right. Like it's just, I'm not a match. I personally wouldn't pay $50,000 for a month worth of coaching. Uh, Not yet anyway. And, and to me, I just, my confidence wouldn't be able to back that level of pricing. So I'd slide it across the table and then I'd be like sweating bullets, you know, and I'd be like, just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. (laughs) You know? So that, that doesn't work. But if you were to come for me now and ask for, you know, what it costs to work for a month, I'm very firm in my pricing. I'm very confident in my pricing. As a matter of fact, I'm ready to bump my pricing up, you know? So like whatever I would say to you in that moment, I would be so, so confident, so firm that if you were to come back to me and say, I don't get it. Why? Or I can't afford that or whatever. I'd be like, the price is the price. Here are some other options, you know, but it like, I wouldn't bat an eyelash. So the first thing is you have to be able to energetically and confidently back your prices and know what you bring to the table and just like, period, you know, doesn't matter what other people charge. It doesn't matter what other people say you're worth. It doesn't matter what your best friend would pay or your mama, or your business coach, or anybody. It is all about you and how you feel about it. That is what's most important, okay? And then the second piece here too is, I do believe there is something to like the level that you move in an in industry too, right? Like, like if you see the value in paying high ticket prices for coaching or for a certain coach, then you are going to feel more comfortable charging high ticket pricing for coaching. I think it's just easier. I think it's an easier way to get around that, right? Like when I paid and what I pay now for, for the mastermind that I'm in, it just like shifted me as a human, right? Like, like, and I've said this in another episode, one day I was this person. The next day I was the person who invests over $15,000 in high level coaching a month. That's just who I am. That's a level business owner. That's like the, the amount that I can, I can hold. And that it just, it is what it is. That's just what I do. And it just automatically increased my confidence, not only in myself, but also like seeing like, if I am willing to pay that, And if I see the value in that, I'm not doing that so I can charge higher prices. Please hear that, okay? That is like, you don't pay higher prices just so you can attract people to pay higher prices. That's not the way to go about it. But I did that because I believe in it. I did that because I believe in working with this specific mentor and I believe in the power of proximity. And that was just the price for this specific container. So because I see that I'm willing to do that for myself at the level that I was at, which in December, when I signed up for this was night and day where I'm at now, like I've grown exponentially since then. And at that level, I was, I was like, yes, let's go. And I see all of the other women in that same container, making that same commitment. 
it gives me faith. It allows me to now see the abundance of other women that also value premium prices. I know not everybody values premium prices. Not everybody is willing to pay premium prices, but there's always, always a match to a price. If you are willing to hold it and back it with your energy and speak the language of the person who, you know, like essentially market to the right people. So to become that, to become that person, you got to believe that they're out there that there's a match and you have to be a match for that too and be able to back it with your energy and your confidence. Okay. So I feel like that's good for today. Let's stop there, but I still have a lot more. So next week we will do another Q&A. There's a lot of juicy ones coming. So stay tuned. But for now, I love you. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your week. If you enjoyed this, please let me know and I will see you soon. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team, or even better, dropping me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Allie I. Reeves, and or you can join us in the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group. See you back here next week.